Hey everybody, it's Stefan Molyneux Free Domain. Hope you're doing well. Please don't forget to like and share and subscribe and click on the notification bell and all the other things that I constantly forget <laughs> to tell people to do. So, a tale of two videos. Really, really fascinating. A lot to unpack here. So, put the sources to, the, to this below. ABC News aired a video on Sunday that host Tom Lama said depicted a Turkish attack in northern Syria against Kurdish civilians. Turkey is indeed pushing into Syria and slaughtering Kurds along the way, but the video ABC News played last night is from a military gun demonstration in Kentucky that was published to YouTube in 2017. Quote, this video right here appearing to show Turkey's military bombing Kurd civilians in a Syrian border town, Lama said on the October 13, 2019 broadcast as the video played. But the explosions in the video are identical to explosions seen in a video titled, quote, Knob Crete Night Shoot 2017. Knob Crete Creek Gun Range in the town of West Point, Kentucky, hosts a bi-annual event called the Military Gun Shoot and Military Gun Show, where weapons are fired at night. Members of the public can come and see the show for a fee in April and October. And, you know, side by side, this looks to have been some post-processing, but the videos are the same. Now, this is really quite a remarkable moment in American history because Trump is uh, withdrawing troops from this particular border conflict, uh, Syria and, and Turkey. And, of course, the troops in Syria were only supposed to be in there for 30 days. It's been going years and years now. And those of you who have, of course, a non-1984 style continuous memory apparatus remember the number of times that uh, Bashar al-Assad was accused of gassing his own population, using chemical weapons on his own population and so on. I mean, mostly lies and, and nonsense and pretty obvious lies and nonsense. And this happened every time people talked about withdrawing, right? So there is a war party and the war party, like the deep state is around control, manipulation and, and war. And, you know, there's a lot of money to be made in war. And you say, well, it's not that many troops. It's not that much money. Well, yeah, but the principle matters, right? If, if a president can end one particular war, maybe he can end other ones. And there's hundreds of billions of dollars at stake in this, there is a massive amount of money to be made from disassembling human beings, not just in Planned Parenthood, but around the world. Turning human beings into dust and liquid is a highly profitable transformation because of the power of the state and of fiat currency and debt and you name it. So there's a lot of vampiric, sociopathic, money lust profit to be made through the state, through war. There's a great article called War is a Racket. You should go look it up and, and read it. It's really powerful and, and, and kind of terrifying. Now, the role of the media in selling the war is, I mean, there's a lot of dimensions to it. But obviously, if there is some kind of war, people are glued to their TV and it's highly profitable to show these images uh, and to talk endlessly about war and lie basically endlessly about war. And so the media has an incentive for conflicts to remain around the world, and that's pretty horrendous. The media spearheaded the lies about weapons of mass destruction, amplified by Condoleezza Rice, who said famously that she did not want the smoking gun of Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction to be in the form of a mushroom cloud, that somehow Iraq was going to send nuclear weapons all around the world and blow up an American city in Hiroshima style and so on. And the media was key and instrumental in driving, goading, 
lying the US into a horrific invasion of Iraq, wherein hundreds of thousands, half a million Iraqis have died. The weapons have been so horrendous that uh, in Fallujah, there's been almost a total genetic destruction of the population in the same way that even now, I think in, in Vietnam, there are birth defects traced back to the use of Agent Orange in the Vietnam War. I mean, it's not just landmines. I mean, the, the genetic destruction of entire populations uh, or compromise, to put it as nicely as possible, is one of the deep, powerful, and... Well, I mean, war has always altered things, right? So war alters your neurological response, PTSD and so on, and war, like trauma, can be transmitted genetically through the generation. So, uh, war, And this, of course, is after, what was it, 10 years of sanctions against the Iraqis, ostensibly for invading Kuwait and, and other things. And, of course, Saddam Hussein asked if he could invade Kuwait, and Americans said, go for it. And then, of course, there was this invasion. It's just absolutely monstrous. And... What was it? The then Secretary of State at the time said regarding the sanctions against Iraq when she was informed that half a million Iraqi children had died. She was asked if that was acceptable, and she said, sure, yeah, no, it's reasonable, it's acceptable. I mean, that's it's worth it to me. Why? Because it's not your kids, right? So the fact that the media would publish this video from Kentucky and claim that it was from Syria just shows you how bloodthirsty and destruction-hungry the American media can be. And it also shows you this, you know, this the power of social media, right? the power of alternative media, the power of the unbought, unpaid-for, uncompromised, uncorrupted, honest media. I mean, imagine, this, is, this would, I mean, this would have totally past muster in the past. So it just gives you a sense of just what's going on in history when these kinds of fakes, not even deep fakes, these kinds of fakes can be presented as news. It makes you question all of history. It reminds me, and I've said this story before, but it reminds me when I first, when I took my first class in history at a campus of York University, and I was very enthusiastic, and I was asking the teacher questions or the professor questions and so on, and then uh, at one point, she turned around and she hurled her glasses at me. And I had pretty good reflexes, so I caught them. And then she asked the students in the class, hey, what just happened? And the answers were amazing. Right? Nothing happened. Uh, he threw his glasses at you. Some people said you did throw your glasses at him. Some people said you threw a piece of chalk at him. And this is before cell phones, so it wasn't like everyone was glued to their cell phones not listening to the lecture. And she said, so this is, you know, this is history from five seconds ago. And a good proportion of you are just getting it wrong. And you're certain that, about what you saw and you're wrong. That's history five seconds ago with eyewitnesses. History is, well, of course, it's written by the victors and it serves current narratives and so on. So anyway, that's really powerful. Let's talk about another video. So there was a uh, conference American Priority, I think it was called, that was held at a Trump resort. Trump was not, of course, there, and, and he didn't approve of it or anything like that. And there was a violent video played in a side room that was unvetted, seen almost by no one, which was streaming memes. It was about memes or whatever, right? That 
And the video was an edited scene from a pretty horrific movie called Kingsman the Secret Service. So Colin Firth, a British actor, plays a character. So there's some, some Christians and, you know, they're usually portrayed as this kind of deliverance, uh, cross-eyed, cousin-marrying, sister-bride group of inbred racists and so on. It's really, really horrendous the way that Christians are portrayed in the mainstream, um, quote, entertainment. So there's, I think, someone up uh, front of the Christian church and they say something racist and then Colin Firth's character goes in and murders dozens or hundreds. It's really hard to tell. I stopped watching the movie at this point because it was absolutely just horrendous. Murders all of these Christians. Now, in particular, after lunatics have, have gone into mosques and shot people and gone into synagogues and shot people, and, of course, a black guy who went in a racially motivated attack to shoot a bunch of Christians in a church, it's pretty, it's pretty gross, right? Now, this scene from the movie... It was reviewed by the New York Times and other places, and nobody had any problems with that scene. Nobody said, oh my gosh, this is a horrendous mass slaughter of Christians. Uh, no, they didn't have uh, any, any issues with that. They didn't say this incites violence against Christians. They didn't say this is a disturbing thing. They didn't say this is a horrible thing, especially because I think the movie came out after some of these shootings, not the Christchurch ones, but other ones. So... That is really, really quite fantasy. Fantastic. Of course, the New York Times has published fantasies of killing the president. There was a Snoop Dogg video where he shot a president lookalike. There was, of course, I think it was Julius Caesar, which New York Times had sponsored, where a Trump uh, Julius Caesar gets uh, killed uh, by, by everyone. And so, and, and you, may remember, you may remember Mike Cernovich in the White House press room asking the reporters to disavow violence against Trump supporters, political violence against Trump supporters, and they all just laughed at him. I mean, it's just like crazy, right? So in the doctored video or the, the meme video, the Colin Firth character is Trump and he's, he's uh, attacking uh, logos, right? Like mainstream media logos and Democrat politicians and so on, right? So it's really fascinating to me that this is considered to be, you know, horrendous and grotesque and incitement of violence, while the original movie is not, right? So this tells you something about the non-Christian or anti-Christian bias within the mainstream media, that a movie that depicts a man slaughtering dozens or hundreds of Christians is not considered to be an incitement of violence, it's considered to be artistic, it's considered to be a great movie and so on. But the moment that the logos of the media are superimposed over the faces of the Christians being slaughtered, suddenly, this is a terrible thing, he has to disavow, it's an incitement of violence. I mean, this is so nasty and, and, and manipulative and, ugh, I mean, it, it actually, I mean, it really does make me feel just like physically, I mean, it's not an argument, I'm just being honest, like physically nauseous, like it's just this, this kind of hypocrisy where, you know, it's a great movie when it shows graphic, accurate, detailed, vivid, blood-soaked depictions of a man slaughtering Christians. That's a great movie, according to the mainstream media. But the moment some joker puts media logos over the faces of Christians, suddenly it's a monstrous attack and it's an incitement to violence and it must be disavowed and so on. I mean, good Lord. So... One of the organizers of the conference said, we find it shocking that the New York Times would report on any would, would not report on any of the sanctioned events in the article, in their article, right? 
there was a panel conversation literally condemning political violence, right? And American Priorities said, in an emailed statement Monday to NBC News, a spokesperson for American Priorities said, and I quote, it has come to our attention that an unauthorized video was shown in a side room at AmpFest19, referring to the hashtag for the event. And the organizers didn't okay the video. It was shown in a side room of just supporters. And who knows who, I, I don't know if anyone knows who made the video. This is the kind of funny thing. This is like the information warfare, the meme warfare that's going on should lead everyone to be incredibly suspicious of convenient events. And Justin Trudeau claims that he was the victim of, of credible threats to the point where he had to be surrounded by a phalanx of security uh, and so on. And like two days later, he's out there mingling and hugging with, with everyone in the crowd. Nobody's been arrested to my knowledge, so I assume the danger is still out there. It's just kind of weird. And in this situation, this was, as far as I understand it, a, a side room that was not monitored or patrolled or in control. So I assume that people submitted memes, they weren't vetted and the memes were shown in a sort of little presentation on memes or whatever. So what is entirely possible, entirely credible, and, and what I would do if I was some evil genius, is you would create this kind of video, you would show it at this conference, and then you would report on it to the media. Right. This would be a way of discrediting the conference, of discrediting Trump supporters, and of giving the hysterical hypocrites in the mainstream media an entire news cycle where they got to condemn this kind of stuff. So this could be a, a false flag. Right. This could be a planted video in order to get the word out. But I'm telling you, it's really, really kind of going to backfire. And, and I think it already is, because this is, I mean, this is, the left, right? This is the liberals, the mainstream media. So what's happened is now a whole bunch of see uh, people have seen this movie, the, this clip from the movie and this Kingsman movie, and they have seen that the mainstream media praised this movie until someone put media logos on the face of the victims. And they've also now are aware, if they haven't seen the movie, and of course most, a lot of the people who saw the clip, hadn't seen the movie, I'm sure. So now there are now millions of people in America who are aware, probably for the first time, that a mainstream Hollywood movie, or a mainstream movie for sure, had in it a scene of Christians being mass slaughtered, and the mainstream media praised it. That's news to a lot of people, right? It's news to a lot of people. So the other thing that I think is important is that because the slaughter of the Christians in the movie is supposedly justified because the Christian does uh, says something racist, then they're saying that, I mean, the implicit premise of the movie is it's fine to slaughter people or it's okay to slaughter people, or at least the reviewers who didn't have an issue with it would say, well, it's fine to slaughter them because they're racist. And what that means, of course, is that calling someone a racist is an invitation for violence against them. And because the media calls just about everyone racist. Wow. I mean, I, I wish I had a greater ending, but wow.